gone tripping. All right, here we are. Ren, is this is this the Big Ten? It is episode ten. We're in double I can't digits. Believe it. I know double right? digits. It's double digits. I feel like we're we're really coming together. You yes. know, we're really we're really building something here. Exactly. <laughs> episode ten of the Gum Tripping yeah. Podcast. Yes. And we can't get started without the, the drink, drink of, the of the day. I almost tried to say it at the same time as you, and I realized I couldn't. You should have. We could have harmonized. <laughs> so, <laughs> drink of the day that. today: Mountain Dew Ice, uh, uh, Mountain lemon Dew lime ice. Yes. Um, so I'm really excited. I keep seeing this. I don't know what it is. I'm 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 attracted to clear drinks. Oh, yeah. Uh, Crystal Pepsi. I remember when it first came out in the early 90s. Well, yeah. And and it was it was awesome. But this is Mountain Dew's clear version. So Mountain Dew Ice is basically Pepsi clear. Uh, sure, sure. But yeah, but it's got like a, the lemon-lime thing, which I think is yeah. like, as far as I'm concerned, that is the flavor for drinks. Like, that's the base flavor. Lemon right. and lime, you can't go wrong. Well, like Mountain Dew is citrus. Yeah, right? yeah, it is. So, yeah. So, whatever whatever green yeah. well, like, <laughs> element there. We probably should do this oh, before yeah. we open them. Yeah. Right, it's it's not as satisfying. Yeah, it's can. a little ping. <laughs> <laughs> the sound is more oh, satisfying. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, Hopefully you guys go. heard that. Of um, course. Still got a little bit of smoke coming off the top of it. Hmm. Oh, that was a good sound bite you got there. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Okay, so first thoughts. I like that. This is basically Mountain Dew's, Mountain Dew's version of Sprite. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. It tastes this, just like Sprite. This is... Uh, except it has the, you know... Caffeine. Yeah, it looks like it's got... Uh, it's caffeinated Sprite. I swear I saw it here on the thing. It's like 54 grams per 12-ounce can. Oh, but, uh, what? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, 54 milligrams. Sorry. That's a little <laughs> bit different. Per twelve fluid ounces. Nice. So that's the only difference, really. I would say. Yeah. I, but I find it very tasty. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> not my favorite, but you know, hey. Not yeah, everything. I picked it out this time. Not everything can compare to uh, cranberry juice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna have to get like so, t-shirts yeah. that say like "Gone Trip" and like bring your cranberry juice exactly. or something. <laughs> it's such a mm. common thing. This may be the first one I don't finish before the uh, episode's oh, over. Oh, you think yeah. so? Yeah. I don't so. know. I think you still probably have drank more than me already. I know. Probably so. true. Probably and true. I like it. <laughs> Goes to show. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, let's head into the show today. We have a really exciting yeah. guest today. Yeah, we have a really cool guest. Uh, yeah, so we got Chris Neal uh, joining us on the show. Chris yeah. Neal, uh, he's got... Uh, he was a director for Expedia yeah. uh, for a little over 10 years. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're excited to have him on the program. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you guys? Doing good. excellent. Yeah, yeah. We're, uh, we've been dealing with 90 degree temperatures with uh, major humidity. Yeah, a lot of rain. Yeah, and today it's uh, like 67 with rain, so we're good. <laughs> Feeling a little better. <laughs> How about you? You're out here in uh, Arizona, correct? Um, actually, I'm traveling right now. I'm up in Washington State, but oh, yeah. uh, it's nice. it's been gorgeous here the last few days. Uh, it's been you know late late 70s, early 80s. Uh, so that was a good time frame as well. So the yeah. <laughs> oh, Pacific Northwest uh, is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, I always heard that Seattle was like America's London. It was like the rainiest city. Did, did you guys ever hear that? And it's like, it's completely untrue. Anybody who's watched Sleepless in Seattle knows that it rains nine months out of the year. Right. But it, <laughs> it's not true at all. There, uh, Seattle actually has lower than... Uh, the national average for rainfall. Oh, really? Yeah, which is so weird. Where well, did that rumor come from? Yeah, I think uh, I think the the highest rainfall is actually New Orleans. That's well, crazy. and that makes a lot of sense. 
That's yeah. what I would have guessed if I was guessing. Really? That's crazy. <laughs> something, yeah, something in that area. I mean, they get enough, like, Well, I guess there's some of the humidity that you feel, you know, probably is, feels right. like rain. So right. you Just, it, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> you can't tell. But the it, does, it, does, it does rain a lot. I mean, I am in Arizona, right? I live in Arizona now. Yeah. Uh, and they have about 300 days of, of sunshine a year. Yeah. Where, <laughs> you know, here in, here in Seattle, it's about 300 days of rain That's crazy. a year. Wow. That is crazy. Huh. Yeah, so I guess it rains more often, but not as much. Like yeah, New Orleans all. gets the, part of the, yeah, a lot buckets. of the water yeah. is the hurricane coming in. Yeah, right. <laughs> they get it all in one day. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, for sure. So, uh, originally, you were from where? Yeah, so uh, I, I grew up in Iowa. So, okay. my first 18 years were in Iowa. Awesome. Um, it, it was uh, a great place to be from. Yes. Uh, when I when I got out of high school, I joined the Navy and lived on the East Coast for a couple of years. Uh, then moved over to Washington State, where I, I lived for you know a couple of decades, and uh, enjoyed enjoyed this area for for a long time. Very cool. So when you're in the Navy, you travel a lot. My buddy, uh, my buddy was joined the Navy, and he started out in Illinois uh, for training and stuff. And then uh, he got pick his top three. Uh, Hawaii was number one for oh, yeah. him. Uh, and then San Diego, and then I think it was in Virginia, was his third. Uh, like this is where I like to be so, placed. Yeah, he wanted to go to the beach. He, yeah, he got Hawaii. <laughs> nice. But then he also got commissioned on a uh, a a uh, ship. Uh, not a ship. Uh, what do you call it? Goes underwater. Submarine. <laughs> Thank you. A submarine that uh, was. Sorry, gonna, I could have helped. Yeah, you. you're still watching. Was, like, yeah. oh, this is fun watching. Um, <laughs> submarine that got was getting decommissioned, and so they went like on a 11 month tour where they went to all these different ports around the world. So I got to travel. How, what were your experience? So, so that's that's crazy because I mean that's that's very similar. I was a submariner. Okay. Um, and the reason I went from east coast to west coast because I was on a submarine that uh, was getting decommissioned. Uh, so. Uh, you know, I'm sure that your, your, your brother, you said uh, a friend of mine, a really good friend. He's my roommate. A friend, a friend yeah. Of yours. yeah. He, uh, I'm sure he ended up in Bremerton, Washington. Cause that's where all the <laughs> submarines actually get decommed. Uh, so there's a shipyard there and, um, yeah, that's, that's funny that, I mean, there's a lot of similarities. That's, yeah. That's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, apparently a lot of decommissioned submarine tours. Yeah. Well, I guess when they decommission them, they do a t- kind of a tour to, they do. Um, so when when we left Groton, Connecticut, we went down through you know the Bahamas, and we got to we didn't we didn't stop any place, but we went we went through the Bahamas and then down through the Panama Canal. Uh, we actually had, believe it or not, we had a barbecue on top of the submarine going through the Panama Canal with the uh, with the gunboats that actually escorted us through. Um, so that was because at the time that was the early 90s and it was a little bit of tension with with you know that area mm-hmm. um and then we stopped we did stop in uh san diego and then we finally made it up to up to bremerton oh very cool wow that's awesome so so you've traveled uh well not travel you traveled for work i guess in the fact of being um you know living in washington state uh, mm-hmm. arizona uh now uh east coast um what uh world travel where, where are places you've been uh across you know, oh. the world 
Um, yeah, so I've been to a couple places for, for a previous job. Uh, I worked for a, a pulp and paper uh, company, and I ended up in uh, those. One one really cool spot was Russia. Okay. Um, if you've ever if you ever you know done anything in uh, Eastern Europe or anything like that, uh, Russia was pretty pretty intense. Uh, <laughs> and then another one was uh, I made it to Indonesia a few times. Okay. So Jakarta and uh, the the northern island of Pekinburu, which is mostly. A, it's uh, mostly jungle, okay. and uh, and yeah, it's uh, it's definitely an interesting place to, to go see. And, and I was lucky enough when I was in Indonesia that uh, we had some good translators and some good escorts that you know took us around to do a few a uh, few different things. Uh, again, you know, uh, during that time, and that was the early two thousands. There was a lot of you know heightened uh, you know heightened intensity. And so uh, you had to be careful, uh, but uh, for the most part, we got out and, and enjoyed some of the local sites. Nice. That was awesome. As you say, we one of our uh, previous guests uh, is actually from Arizona. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we talked to so many Arizonians. Yeah. They, uh, <laughs> but they actually uh, sold their house. They uh, this is from episode four. They sold their house and most of their belongings, uh, and he's moving his family to Thailand for a year. And uh, we were out talking to them from Bali. Indonesia, uh, and uh, that was kind of cool. To, yeah, one of our first guests to be from, you know, be hanging out from Bali. Right. <laughs> yeah, Bali is very much the you know the the tourist place that a lot of people go. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, but they, they've been kind of doing an island tour because they did Iceland too. So it's like yeah, yeah they yeah. had a, an affinity for uh, yeah uh, waterlocked. Well, and they were they they were hanging out in Bali because uh, they had to wait thirty days for the visas to go through to get into Thailand. So, uh, that's crazy. Yeah. So they're just kind of hanging out, but how how do uh, you, uh, how do you prepare for all these climates? I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's actually no different than when you're traveling from Arizona, which is a (laughs) typically dry climate uh, to anywhere else in the United States or the world for that matter. Um, really, you know, there's, there's, you know, just, there's certain things that uh, you can actually go to the, go to the drugstore and find you know particular pills that uh, you know acclimate you uh, from one climate to another, and it, it's more or less uh, changing seasons because pretty much anything that you get from Arizona to anywhere else, you're changing a season. Right. Um, so so do, doing it that way and thinking about it that way is how I, I try and get by. I that's see. awesome. I, I've never heard of those pills. That seems interesting. Yeah. Well, the the one thing that's funny with for for you, Chris, is I've actually been to Iowa. I was gonna say between and Arizona, and between Iowa and Arizona, um, you pretty much have all your climates covered as far as the extremes. Uh, right. Iowa is extreme heat and humidity <laughs> during the summer, and extreme uh, uh, extreme cold with high wind chills, which would have definitely probably uh, got you ready for. Uh, Russia when you went to visit them, but uh, but uh, yeah, but then um, in Arizona it's just dry, hot heat. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. America's an interesting place in the the climates that we have within our borders. Yeah, it's pretty insane. You kind of you kind of get to do like a world tour <laughs> by just doing the country. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've uh, so a lot of my a lot of my spare time. I've uh, I've ridden motorcycles and I've probably touched almost every state and I was actually talking about it with some friends last night. I've probably touched about every state 
in the in the United States on the motorcycle at one point or another wow. over the last you know thirty years. Oh, very cool. Um, and uh, and it's some of the coolest places. Some some of the most interesting places are are probably. Uh, like the Blue Ridge Mountains, yeah. if you've ever been oh, ever yeah. been up through there, yeah. which is, is really nice. Um, I have some good stories about, believe it or not, Wyoming and Montana. Um, <laughs> for for whatever reason, you're out in the middle of nowhere, and that's when everything happens. Right. Um, hey, what and what kind of bike uh, do you ride? What's that? What kind of bike do you ride? Uh, Harley's now. Okay. Uh, you know, it wasn't always that way. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's it, it's a it's a process, yeah. right? Uh, I think my my first motorcycle. Um, uh, I was 16 years old. Uh, my first motorcycle I got from my stepdad, who uh, he said, "If you help me paint the house, then I'll give you this motorcycle." Nice. Uh, so I mean, it was it was one of those deals. Like, how how can you say no at 16 right. to a motorcycle? <laughs> right. He probably would have made you paint the house anyway. So. <laughs> right. Exactly. He was going to make me do it. It was just a matter of you know was <laughs> was he going to give me anything for it? Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, so then knowing that, have you been to Sturgis yet? Uh, I've been to Sturgis a few times. Okay. okay. Uh, but for the most part, I'm, I'm not there. And this kind of fits in with the theme. I'm not necessarily there. A lot of people go there for uh, the atmosphere and they go there for the concerts and things like the that. Alcohol. I really go for, I really go for the ride and yeah. just to, you know, you get there, you be there, you touch it and you say, okay. I, I've I've done it, and then you go out and you ride, and you continue on, and you do other things. Well, and that's that's the one. Thing. I've only been there once uh, in 2010 um, for their 75th uh, uh, oh, nice. anniversary. Um, but then also uh, when we drove out here, we were going through there uh, during Sturgis, and um, one th- the, the f- when I went to Sturgis the first time being in South Dakota and Eastern Wyoming. Um, and man, it is beautiful. And I understand why they have that, that rally there because it really is. I mean, you do have the ones that sitting there and there for the concerts and all that stuff and the alcohol and, and the partying, <laughs> but you just see crowds of them that aren't there for that. Cause I mean, when I was there in 2010, they had over a million people there. Wow. And, yeah. and, but there's just crowds of these bikers that were going on these rides and I was driving in a car in awe. I was like, I understand why they do this because it's just beautiful, beautiful country in the Black Hills, um, and uh, yeah, yeah. So that's I bet that's nobody. I bet nobody in that whole area sleeps. Oh well, that, okay. <laughs> I, I know that uh, most of the town of Sturgis boards up their houses <laughs> and take off. Now they probably rent out their houses, but right? Airbnb. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you know, Sturgis is only about four thousand people, and you're right. A number of them do just get out of town for about three weeks. So the week before. The week during and the week after. Yeah. Um, the the other ones, if they're gonna stay, lots of them they're they're actually renting out the the, the space on their on the, on their lawn, right? Yeah. If you want to pitch a tent there, if you want to park your car there or your motorcycle or whatever, they're they're renting space on their lawn. Yeah. No, that's wow. It's crazy. That's it's, a, I mean, that's a good way to make money, I guess. Well, and they find, <laughs> they actually like bring in cops. So like, you'll ha- you'll have cops that come in from all over the country. Get paid really well to just wow. walk oh, the streets. Oh, and they get of, deputized and then 
No, no, they're because they're cops and other, so they just they bring them in as right, right, yeah. But more they security. Have, they, yeah, it's more have, security, so oh, it's not it's oh, not for oh, the city oh, service. See, yeah, see, it's security. Gotcha, gotcha. But they're, um, but yeah. And, I thought you were saying like the the Sturgis had like more cops. No, it's time. it's more <laughs> of like a the, the city, the town becomes more of an event, right, uh, location right. rather than a city. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, the the other place that I'd gone through on accident, um, I was I was there as a vendor. <laughs> In 2010, um, and so I was driving a U-Haul, 24-foot U-Haul truck, uh, back to Idaho, um, and uh, like, seems like the beginning of a Fast and Furious movie. It, it was <laughs> scary because it was it was overloaded. <laughs> first off, even um, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it was overloaded, and I'm I'm driving it, and uh, my buddy and uh, well, two of my buddies. They were in a truck, like a regular like Dodge Ram truck. Oh, sure. That could go really fast. And so we, we'd start out at the same time, but then they get like an hour and a half ahead of us because they were able to go like 70 oh, miles Oh, your lead hour. car wasn't staying with you? No. Well, because <laughs> necessary protection. You get a 24-foot. What is Smokey without his bandit? Exactly. I mean, come on. Right? Well, that's the thing is with, the, with this U-Haul, you got like uh, 24, uh, 24 foot long. It's overloaded by a lot because every corner you take. It just goes, <laughs> and you're just oh, waiting for it to go <laughs> on its side. But uh, yeah, so on the on, you know, there's a lot of hills over there, and so every time we hit a hill, I mean, you're 40, 30, 25 by the time you know, depending on how steep the hill is. And so we had stopped off. Um, we kind of lucked out. We wanted to stop at uh, oh goodness, Devil's Tower, yep, um, National Park there uh, in eastern Wyoming. And uh, it's really cool because you can see Devil's Tower from like miles away. <laughs> miles, <laughs> miles away. away. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So we see how they're like, well, I can go check that out. So we get there, and it was free National Park weekend. Oh wow! So we were able to. That's lucky. Yeah. So we were able to get in there with this, you know, big twenty-four foot U-Haul. We go <laughs> and we park, and it was right at like evening time. Uh, sun was getting ready to go down, and so we're watching as Devil's Tower uh, was turning from a red rock color to a gray because the sun was going down which was really cool so then we go and we spread out the map and uh we're looking the best route to go to get back because we're like well it's free national park weekend we better go through yellowstone too yeah so looking at the best route when and i'm looking at it the map and i'm going like okay i want to go this way because the topic is a topographical map i was like it's there's less hills so and less turns (laughs) and one of the guys in the little truck was like, oh, well, let's just go this way because it's faster and uh, more scenic. And I was like, no, because look at these switchbacks. Like, and it's going, I don't know if you've ever been to Bighorn National Forest. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and so that's where he wanted to go. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm driving this stinking U-Haul. <laughs> We're going this way. Right. So and this is like 630. No, it was probably more like 8 at night because it was just getting dark. And anyway, um, but uh, yeah, so we're cr- we're cruising down and we're going on. Uh, we like hit Gillette, uh, Wyoming. And, Wyoming, yep. And and they're like an hour or two ahead of us. Oh man! And they and they this is upsetting me. Yeah, and I'm sitting, there, I'm sitting there driving. <laughs> we just ran over some deer that was bloated and it like clipped it, and so like we had the stench Whoa. Whoa. in the cab of our truck. Um, it was just nasty, um, and like the, the kid you're telling was, me that your U-Haul smelled. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, worse than usual. But this this kid, this kid that was riding with me, he answers the phone, and it's them, and they're like, "Hey, so we went ahead and got off this exit, and we're going through Bighorn National Forest." 
So we'll wait here till you get here. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? And both of us were ticked. So we get there. It's like 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. We just crash right at the base of Bighorn National uh, going up through National uh, Bighorn National nice. Forest. And there's like this little pullout. And we just throw down a tent and we sleep there on this gravel. <laughs> and uh, Oh, gosh. But yeah. And then we get up in the morning and we start to go. And, you know, one, that like pullout. You look out, and it was like a wasteland. It was crazy, uh, just because you're right here on the base of this mountain, and you're looking out, and it just looks like this wasteland out of land before time. Um, <laughs> but then, like, you're going up into these this forested uh, area in this in this mountain, and it's literally, you're going, and you're just climbing and climbing and climbing and climbing. And they're, I mean, they're way gone, and we're going 25 the whole way up this mountain, and it was like 15 miles up this thing. Oh, man. And the kid who was riding with me was just cursing these two. <laughs> and uh, Anyway, but then we get, uh, we get up over the top, and it comes down, and then all of a sudden we're overweight still, so now it's like we're oh, cruising and trying fast. to... Yeah. <laughs> and, and then everybody's pulled off to the side of the road because there's these three moose that are just hanging out right off the bri- like oh, uh, the bridge there, uh, eating and everything. And so we got out and looked at that, and they were we caught up had caught up with them. But then when you're going down the backside on the western side of Bighorn National Forest, it literally is these just switchbacks. And on one side is this ravine, and the other side is you're like riding the mountain. And um, the it, it was funny because I'm sitting there driving, and every time I make the switchback, and I'm like burning the brakes you know right. um, going down this thing and you can smell the brake and burn in oh, no. and every time i turn the switch back i just i'm looking in the rear mirror and it's just, shoo, shoo, shoo. i'm like i we're gonna fall in the farine <laughs> and and so i'm, I'm for and it took us like an hour to get down this thing and we're just going and uh and, and my buddy is just kind of like quiet <laughs> right he's letting so, you concentrate yeah so i'm sitting there going and everything and finally we get down where it's just like straight away and those guys are way far ahead of us. And he's just like, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> so then we get to Yellowstone and we met up with some friends in Yellowstone. And uh, they'd been hanging out for a while by the time we got there. Oh, no. And uh, we're at the main you know, geyser uh, for uh, uh, Old Faithful. And we're talking and I'm listening to this kid. And the kid that was with me, uh, everything was like, dude, you know, like your typical like yeah. California surfer type type. Uh, <laughs> conversationalist he's like dude it was so scary i mean dude like every time he took a turn i was like we're gonna die and he goes, but every time i look over at ren and he's just like who's a cucumber and so i was like all right if he's okay with this he knows what he's doing oh, man. and i was like oh really i was white knuckle every time he's like please don't die please don't die please don't die <laughs> and then, and then oh. we got back to idaho uh, idaho falls is where i was living at the time and we got back and we were talking to um, these guys that they rode bikes as well, been to Sturgis multiple times. And I was telling him, yeah, we came back through Bighorn National Forest. And he just went, you drove that U-Haul through <laughs> Bighorn National Forest? And I was like, yeah. He's like, you guys are idiots. That like He goes, I did that on a bike once. I'm like, never again am I going to do that on a <laughs> motorcycle. And you just did it with a 24-foot U-Haul. Yeah. And I was like, thank you. That was not my idea. <laughs> well, you know, and anytime I ask you that, you just got to look at him like, well, yeah, of course yeah. I, I drove this. Exactly. What, what else do you what else right. do you drive through right. Bighorn National Forest? Who I mean, do you come think on. I am? You was? <laughs> come on. <laughs> Have 
you uh, have you ever had any close calls on bikes? I imagine you have. Uh, I've had a lot of close calls. I mean, as you were telling your story, I mean, I was just kind of replaying in my head a couple of couple of good ones. Um, a friend of mine. I, I've done a number of trips between uh, the Seattle area and Phoenix mm. on my motorcycle uh, for work, visiting those kind of things. Uh, probably the one that is most vivid as far as close calls is. Uh, he and I were were coming up. It's the, it's pretty much the uh, the east side of Nevada, and when you get up to a certain point, uh, you're you're coming close to. I think it's uh, Eloy, right on uh, the loneliest highway, Highway 50, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's about dusk. Similar similar to your situation, it's it's about dusk, and I'm I'm leading. He's following. And we're cruising along, and next thing you know, I come around a corner, and here's this deer, right? This deer is standing standing in the middle of the road, and there's there's always one of those. Yeah. But he's he, he's standing there in the middle of the road, and I'm freaking out, and I, I hit the brakes, and I go I I go one way, and he hits the brakes, he goes the other way. The deer kind of trots off, and we and and uh, and we get going down the highway, and he, and he comes up next to me, he's like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" And I was like. Yeah, and I'm I'm screaming at the top of my lungs because it's it's be one of those you know it's it's an exhilarating thing you know and I'm excited I'm not I'm not afraid or anything like yeah. that I'm excited and and he's, it's it's not really registering for him that I'm 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 excited about that but uh, but yeah those that was one of the that was one of the close calls it was it was pretty crazy I mean it could have just been you know just. What yeah. that quick, right? right? Yeah, and, and it's done. crazy how nonchalant they are. Like deer. Yeah, when, it's like when you're like, are so close to hitting them. And they're it like, probably what are you didn't doing? really trot off. It probably kind of just scooted off. Like, <laughs> yeah. What they do? They do look at you. They're like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and that's that's crazy because that's one thing about Sturgis with all those bikes that are going around. Mm. Um, I know the year we were there, there was like nine or ten people that were killed because they hit, smashed a deer, you know, out in the woods. Yeah. Like oh, that. right. But um, the, I mean, what is is a deer probably the biggest animal you've come close to hitting, or have you been going no. through Yellowstone and almost hit a, a bison? <laughs> yeah. No, um, I, I, there was there was a there was the bison moment going through Yellowstone. There was that. Um, I do remember, I do remember that one. Uh, it was probably it was mid nineties. Um, so my wife was in the car with our daughter who she was like one. And so she was managing that whole situation with a one year old. Right. So she was, she was making bottles and, and passing things in the back. So she's doing this as she's going down the road and we're, we're getting into Yellowstone. I'm on the motorcycle. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so we're, we're getting through Yellowstone and you know, in the mid nineties, there really wasn't good communication the only thing you really had was a cb radio so i had kind of makeshifted a cb radio onto the onto the motorcycle you know you you go to radio shack you get you know a little headset those kind of things um well back in the day yeah (laughs) (laughs) and we're 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 into the park and we get to this certain section and all of a sudden traffic stops okay now in a car, it's one thing. I mean, you've all seen the videos of, of crazy people that are out on safari and they get out of the car and they go to see the cheetahs and they think it's all, fi- all, all fun and cute and their yeah. kid almost gets eaten, yeah. right? Well, I'm sitting, I'm sitting on my motorcycle in the middle of Yellowstone Park and here's, the here's these, you know, <laughs> beefalo or bison, you, you take your pick. And, and they're, they're looking at me thinking that I'm their next meal because I'm not protected by a steel cage. You know, all I have 
with my helmet and my gloves on thinking <laughs> if this goes south i'm going you know one one direction or the other um you know i'm, I'm not going to pay attention to the rules that we've created on on the highway anymore yeah <laughs> because it's going to be me or him and he's obviously going to win because yeah. he's you know 2,000 2,500 pounds of, right. of, of of meat that's coming after me it's still he can um, go 20 miles that's an uh, yeah it was it was uh it was kind of a dicey moment for yeah. sure well, I, you know, you're talking about like people going on safari and stuff. The big thing now, I just, it's like every year, especially it seems like springtime, which is the worst time to even think about doing this. Yes. But selfies with bears. Yes. Um, <laughs> is, is going. It's it's happening too often. That just to, happened to, in India. Yeah, and um, it happened in India. I believe it happened in Russia uh, two weeks ago. Um, and not that Americans don't do that. Kind oh no, of stuff it too. happens. We just have it's like the number one luckily. it's the number one thing they have to you know when you walk into yellowstone it's like do not take selfies with the animals right but like it's i, I just don't get it people are like but springtime they're coming out of hibernation they're hungry right yeah and people are like oh well, you know this is my first trip of the year i'm yeah. gonna make it memorable let's let me, go chase it and see it <laughs> let me go take a picture with this thing double my weight yeah <laughs> it's, it's like the the australian guy oh look Look at that! Look at that tiger! Yeah, I'm gonna touch it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I I love watching him, but I would never be with him. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, and that that ended up unfortunately being his demise was you know with the stingrays, but yeah, that's um, really sad. Yeah, but uh, his kids are kind of taking up the mantle. Which yeah, is his cool. his son was just on like Jimmy Fallon or um, mm. like a month or two ago, and yeah, it's it's like a miniature Steve Irwin. You know? Yeah. Oh, and he's great. He's yeah. so he's he's so you know flamboyant and everything in in a good way where he's you know he's he's talking about everything in the exact same you know excited tone that his dad used to do. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, pretty cool. They're like real life thornberries. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> it's like they got like a Doctor Doolittle thing going on. Yeah. They can definitely talk to animals. Uh, Speaking of which, you know that Doctor Doolittle is coming. They're doing a remake. Oh Dr. my Doolittle. gosh! Are you serious? Another yeah. remake? Yeah, yeah another exactly. remake of Doctor Doolittle, and it's um, oh goodness, it's Iron Man. Can't think of his name. Oh, uh, That's Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah. He's he's Doctor Doolittle. I, I just mean, saw I really like, and so full disclosure. You can see how we get way off topic yeah, really quick. Off topic. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're pigeonholing someplace yeah. else. It's yeah. all right. Exactly. Uh, full disclosure, I'm a vegetarian, Chris. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I try to be like as cool about it as possible because I know certain uh, people in the vegetarian or vegan lifestyle like to make it a point. Yeah, to he, he doesn't pulpit beat. Yeah, so. yeah. He, I, I try not to bring it up at every meal. Well, I, I had a steak last night, yeah. medium rare. I'm telling you, this little six ounce fillet, it was awesome. I'm nice. right there with you. Um, but I think it's so weird that if like you're saying like, okay, Doctor Doolittle, he can talk to animals, and he doesn't immediately go vegetarian. Oh yeah, that's to me is like really weird because he's like, well, now he has an like an, you're a relationship him, with right? animals. I mean, like a, a legitimate and like they're sentient in that movie. Oh yeah, it's a very weird movie. Well, <laughs> even in Charlotte's Web, the pig ends up getting butchered at the end eventually. That's true. I mean, like, and they don't talk about that in the movie, but they do in the book. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> like, oh, Wilbur, no, <laughs> yum, no, <laughs> no. Well, and that's, <clears throat> but yeah, Doctor. Lu- I'm interested to see it because yeah, it's uh, it's definitely that's a different strange. take on Doctor Doolittle. Than, uh, the, well, uh, didn't Eddie Murphy, Murphy do one? Yeah, that was you know, different than the Eddie Murphy one for sure. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, 
I can't remember how we got to Dr. Doolittle. You brought it Dr. Doolittle. We were talking about animals and we oh, were yeah, in Yellowstone Park. Yeah, and Steve Irwin, yeah. Right. There you go. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so his son <laughs> actually. We get Chris all the time. I know. <laughs> well, and, and we actually, our last episode was our first time with our producer. We have a producer that's getting, uh, coming on. Yeah. Um, so she'll be here next week officially doing uh, yeah. shows. But uh, she she kept us in line more yeah, than ever before. She, yeah. She'd be like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> and, yeah, she's just standing, uh, you know, behind the behind everything, and and all of a sudden you're, just, you're talking about something. She's like shaking her head no, and you're like, what? <laughs> so, so I have to ask because yes. this this is this has been you know a, a question of mine. You have it. You have a, a beautiful green wall behind you. Yes. Is, is that on purpose so you yeah. you can green screen something in? Yes, 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 it is. So we, so yeah, so. Um, Originally, when we started this podcast, we were going to do like full episodes on on uh, video. Yeah. Um, what we've gone to now is uh, we take a snippet of uh, our vi- of, of video and uh, put it on YouTube. So it's like six minutes of our conversation, right. and then put a nice picture back there. Um, for other things that we do, um, <clears throat> we uh, like all of our pictures, yeah. All of like our pictures, yeah. Of all of our pictures we put on there. We just figured it'd be weird if it was two guys like sitting inside talking about being outside. Yeah. So we tried to make it a little <laughs> bit more outside. Exactly. <laughs> we have like we have fake grass on the ground. Too. Originally, originally <laughs> we were gonna do a br- brick wall. Right. And we're just like, wait, that doesn't make any wait, sense. Wait, we can do. It's it's the same thing about you know being you know Doctor Doolittle but eating meat. Yeah. Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. This is underlying hypocrisy. <laughs> well, eventually, eventually we'll start traveling. Yeah. And doing our podcasts on the road yeah and uh, in fact we were talking one of the things we were talking about uh, a few weeks ago was Icelandic Air um, is doing a promotion right now um, it, for a while they've been doing it where uh, they do uh, seven day layovers in Iceland yeah they'll basically pay for your stopover yeah, yeah and uh, to try to get people to stop in Iceland so this time for the next few months I think it's through June they're doing it where uh, you stop over in Iceland and you get to sit down and meet with the uh Icelandic soccer team uh, that just made the World Cup, and uh, they're now the smallest country to ever make the World Cup, uh, and so uh, that was very interesting. Yeah. But my wife, my wife looked it up to see how much it costs, and it's actually more affordable than uh, for us to fly back home to Boise, Idaho, <laughs> <laughs> which but, is crazy. Cause yeah, I've, I've done that. F- like, not that specific flight to Iceland, but I flew to uh, London. Yeah, and I mean. That's a long flight. And yeah, like there's the, you got movies and they're con- they got food. I mean, it's yeah. it's a very different flight than like a just a across America. Well, flight. and we're thinking we might have to take advantage of that yeah. and actually go do a podcast in Iceland with the the Icelandic soccer team. And there you uh, go. Yeah. I wonder if their so, lawyers will allow us I to know, right? record anything. <laughs> We'll let them listen to this one, and then they'll be like, okay, right. it's safe. Yeah. yeah. We'll just have to wear wires. It'll be yeah, incognito. Exactly. <laughs> They're but, like, uh, why does it feel like we're being interviewed right now? Then we won't need a green screen, though. <laughs> yeah. So, no yeah green I, uh, Iceland is beautiful. So. And then you're doing, it, you're doing it from your phone. You're, like, walking around. You yeah. know, it's like, uh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, that's funny. I'm just taking a selfie with the bear. Don't yeah, mind exactly. me. Don't mind me. <laughs> Don't mind me. Yeah. I'm fine. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> well, and it's, it's one of those things that's funny, uh, you know, going back, like, with travel and you bring up the phone uh, i love taking pictures with my phone when i go and, and travel i'm um, trying to get better at taking pictures yeah yeah and so I'm one of those people that like i'll be two weeks like on a trip and then i'll get home and realize i took I, two pictures yeah and, and one in, was like of the funky uh 
outlet on the yeah. wall in the hotel, and yeah. the other one was like my plane <laughs> ticket, so I didn't lose it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I, I'm one better. So I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the traveling I did on the motorcycle uh, back in the back in the late '90s, uh, you know, me and me and a bunch of buddies, we'd go out, and at the time, obviously, you didn't have a smartphone. Uh, but digital cameras started to come out a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I rigged up a way. It was basically a cup holder on my motorcycle that I could put my put my camera in. So every time I could, you know, I saw something, I'd pull it out and I'd, I'd take a take a picture. Well, nice. uh, one of the trips, I, I accidentally had set the camera kind of down next to my next to my leg. And when we got all done, I found out that I had taken a picture of my boot. And so it became a running, it became a running thing that every time we would go out, I would take a picture of my, my boot That's um, awesome. <laughs> as we're going down the, going down the road. So you, you'd be reviewing photos and be like, oh yeah, look at that nice picture, that nice mountain, that, that, oh, oh there's your boot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to awesome. be, they're going to be looking for like some like leg uh obsessed serial killer and they're gonna find this trevor trove of yours of yeah. all these pictures of your legs and you're gonna be like what is going on this guy is definitely our guy yeah sure. <laughs> well uh you got me thinking when you're talking about uh doing a lot of trips between uh arizona and and washington and then your nevada area we just uh in our i believe it was episode three mm. talked about um episode three or four uh we talked about how uh, there's a a somebody's gone and put together like this perfect UFO oh, yeah. uh, extraterrestrial uh, drive yeah, around that. Nevada and kind of like uh, hit all the popular sites. It, yeah, hit up all the the popular like you know every small Conspiracy town has spots. like uh, you know alien jerky, yeah, you know, <laughs> um, that kind of stuff. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that would be a fun you know if you're looking for something to do. It's only like an hour uh, loop or so. That's without stopping. Right. But, yeah. Uh, so in- interestingly enough, um, probably one of the one of the cooler things about Nevada, if you're traveling through there, uh, so Highway 50 is the the loneliest highway, right? Yeah. Um, I had a friend who said, you know, at the beginning of that, I think I think Reno is the beginning, and I think the end is like Kansas City or something, where uh, where you can get a passport. <laughs> and you can go through all these small towns, and they'll actually they'll actually stamp your your passport on the loneliest highway. That's cool. um, I'll put I'll put one plug in for a small. Uh, it's not even a town, um, but it's it's along Highway 50, and from there you can run south right down to uh, right down to Vegas. In realistically, it's no man's land because yeah. there's nobody out there. Um, it's a it's, it's a fairly well built highway. Uh, it's just a two lane, but it's called. Uh, the, the little town is called Middlegate Station, and uh, Middlegate Station is probably about 50 miles outside of Reno uh, towards the east, and the the thing that it has, it, it does have a gas pump. It's probably the oldest, nastiest gas that you'll, you'll ever have in your vehicle. Uh, um, I did put it in the motorcycle one time, and the, and this old codger comes out, and, he, and he's like, oh, do you want to put some octane boost in it? And I was like, I, I don't know. Is is that a thing? I mean, should I should I be worried about that? Um, but uh, instead of getting norm, normally like 40 miles to the gallon, you get like 15 because oh. it, it's mostly water. Oh, that's um, awesome. 
but the the <laughs> Middlegate Station has like this small. It's uh, a small hotel. It's more like a motel, 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 hotel, right? So yeah. a motel is just it's it's like these these strip. small bungalows. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's just. But it looks like um, they took six outhouses and jammed them together. That's awesome. And and that's that's what's there. Um, the last time I was there. Uh, what I mean, I got there kind of in the morning, and it looked like somebody had a bachelor party the night before because these guys kind of stumble into the the bar restaurant, and they're all just kind of done up and over. Um, but <laughs> but it's one of, it's one of those places that if, if uh, they have they have really great hamburgers, and they they do uh, you know you take a dollar bill out of your pocket and you put your name on it and you you staple it or tape oh, it to awesome. the ceiling or the wall or whatever and there's there's you know all sorts of all sorts of bills all over the place but uh it's kind of one of those cool places out of the way that no one really knows about or or it's it's kind of the whole the whole thing that we're talking about is is getting out to see the rest of america huh. uh because there's all these little places that you'd never expect yeah right. well first off so that road that goes down to vegas that you're talking about does that go through kind of around area 51 uh, probably. Okay. Uh, I, I, I don't remember. I mean, it goes through a number of small, other small towns. Does it? Okay. And then the other thing is that is a beautiful business model because when they're ready to close that place That's down, what I was gonna say. they just got an extra couple thousand bucks right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, you know, it's a small town because the fire marshal hasn't been by and seen all the paper stapled yeah. to the ceiling. <laughs> like right. there's no way that would Yeah. Be the old dry paper that is just waiting for yeah. one little spark, yeah, exactly. just one little spark. Yeah. It's all going up. That seems that's, like the perfect uh, insurance scam. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, well, uh, well, we had about a thousand dollars in bills on the ceiling. Yeah, well, <laughs> we're I'm gonna claim that. I'm curious because you brought that up, and, and um, one of the places that we talked about uh, or talked to uh, two episodes ago, in episode uh, yeah. uh, eight, uh, is Kathy Gardner from Ray's Tavern. Yeah, in Green River, Utah. Have you by chance to uh, stop by there at all? I I haven't. Where's Green River? Um, it's right off I seventy. Uh, crossing uh, west to east okay. on uh, yeah. um, about an uh, hour in, in southern uh, Utah, from yeah. Goblin Valley. Yeah, about an hour <laughs> from Goblin Valley, uh, Capitol Reef National Park. If you ever been through there, um, but yeah, it's another one of those joints where every time I've I, I've, I've traveled to Goblin Valley, it's one of my favorite places to go. Um, I always stop in a raised tavern. It's just like it's one of those places you pull up to it and you're like, this is a hole in the wall. I don't know, like. Yeah. Do they actually have good food? And then you get inside, and the food is fantastic. The atmosphere is really cool. Uh, you know, it's almost we talked about an episode. It's almost like a Western version of Cheers. Uh, <laughs> everybody yeah. wants to talk to you. Well, I think one of the cool things that the one of, one of the things that I love about Utah going through there it's it's actually a, a very gorgeous state. Uh, yes. It but is. on I fifteen. Uh, in most in most of the United States, the the speed limit on the interstate is seventy or seventy five. Not in Utah, it's eighty. It's eighty five, uh, yeah, right? Yeah. Wow, it's actually over yeah. eighty. I yeah. didn't know. There's yeah, it's eighty five on I fifteen for probably um, probably two or three hundred miles, yeah. and and so people are flying. And the the weird thing about it is that on either side of the interstate, it's it's mountains. Yeah. Right? You're looking left and looking right and everything is mountains and you think that, you know, you're you're gonna you're gonna go into the mountains at some point. <laughs> um, but 
then you turn and you're like, oh, well, okay, well, I, I miss that rain cloud or I miss those mountains because <laughs> it just all it just kind of just jogs to the left and yeah. now the now, now you're not going back into the mountains. Exactly, it's wow. it's crazy because that's because uh, Idaho just kind of followed suit and they bumped up to 80 miles an hour for their highways. Uh, and what's funny about Utah, and I, I actually was talking to you about this the other day oh, yeah. with uh, the speed limits in Utah. Uh, Cameron drives a uh, a must not, uh, not a Mustang Dodge Charger Dodge Charger, yeah. and uh, he always gets uh, it's a white Dodge Charger, yeah. and he always gets confused for being like an undercover cop. Yeah, everybody <laughs> thinks I'm an undercover cop. Yeah, everybody. But uh, even cops will like wave like, at me. Like, hey, what's up? Like, they'll do like the they'll do like the two fingers off the yeah. steering wheel thing to me. Yeah, I'm going by and so I'll wave. You know, like <laughs> as soon as they get close and they see who I am, they're like, they're like oh, no, no, there's no, no, he's yes, not a cop. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll I'll take the earpiece. Yeah, so. but uh, but yeah, and he, he's talking about how like uh, in most places that he's lived, driving that car, people just kind of slow down yeah, and go like five below the speed oh, limit. So right. Well, in Utah, it's the other way around. Like usually the cops are going fifteen over, <laughs> and so everybody else is going fifteen over, and it's like a free for all. I, I told him I drove from uh, 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 Cedar City, Utah, to Provo, Utah, on I fifteen going north. Uh, and this cop comes whizzing by me about a hundred and some miles an hour. So I was going up, I got up to a hundred miles an hour and I still couldn't catch him. And so I just followed I, but I was staying with him. And so I just <laughs> followed him all the way up and we got from there. It's normally like a three hour drive and we did it in like an hour and a half. It was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> no, that insane to but, me. but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's the wild, wild west on I-15. Uh, between uh, Provo, Utah, and and uh, you know Arizona, and the guy who just stole that cop car is like, why is this guy why following guy, me? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> is that an, is that an undercover cop in a Subaru. <laughs> right, yeah, uh, that's but, hilarious. Yeah, but uh, no, yeah, Utah is a beautiful state, and that's one of the things that uh, you know, talking about those places. If you don't mind, if you can think of that place, what it's called, uh, and and you know, send us out to the mm-hmm. message. So we can yeah, kind of we'll put try that to get up. them on the show. Yeah, and we'll, we'll put it up on the on this uh, uh, episode of our our podcast and and give people a yeah. hey, this is what it's called. But th- that's really you know they're episode kind of eight a, was when we talked to Kathy for yeah. any listeners who want yeah, to go back. Exactly, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's one of those things that uh, there small town America. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are so many awesome experiences and places to not just eat right. but talk to people. Um, you know, renting renting stuff. You know. Uh, I I owned a canoe, um, and that fit three people in the canoe, uh, and we wanted to go do some uh, do some paddling in the Snake River, and uh, we had four extra people that didn't have anything to to uh, go up to. We're going up to underneath Shoshone Falls, which is an amazing thing that everybody should try to do, um, and so uh, we were able to find a little place in this tiny little town that was like a, a feed store, but then also rented out a kayaks and canoes. And they were awesome, and it was super cheap to rent, and it was super like just a really good experience right. to to do that with um, small town folks. Uh, you know, I we had we had elections yesterday here in Pennsylvania, uh, and you know I, I walked in to register to vote for the first time in Pennsylvania, and nicest people ever. I mean, that's and the best they rented, experience. I thought you were going to be like, and they rented me a canoe. Yeah, no. <laughs> Pretty close. <laughs> like, oh, what, who, who do you want to vote for and what color is your canoe? Yeah, yeah. exactly. exactly. <laughs> so are you a kayak or a canoe guy? Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, I'm in a small town, but like it yeah. was just, it, it's totally different than, you know, 
uh, walking to, like my wife just got back from New York City and she had a good time and she went to a bunch of little shops, but it's just a different dynamic of people because there's a bunch right. of people that walk in right uh, where you know small town america they don't get a bunch of people and so they yeah everything they, is they, more personalized they, yeah yeah and it's it's a fun experience for yeah. them. and on a motorcycle that's that's awesome because you get to experience that all the time um most people who drive motorcycles they they get off on the lonely highways <laughs> all the lonely highways yeah absolutely off. everything everything is always about the 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 journey right so getting off on on you know, side roads, doing doing the back roads and everything. One of the uh, I'll put a plug in for for one of my hometowns in Iowa. Uh, when you talk about small town, uh, Manning, Iowa, is only about a thousand people, mm-hmm. and uh, and my dad lives there, my brother lives there, I got some nieces and nephews that live there. Um, but uh, it's it's exactly that. There's a small there's a there, there's a there's like two or three places to eat in town. Um, there's Deb's Corner Cafe, right? That uh, again, it's it's a very much a cheers thing. Yeah. You go in and everybody knows your name. Even even though I mean I haven't been there in years, right? Yeah. I can walk in and the lady the lady behind the grill will be like, oh, aren't you Joe Neal's boy? Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh, exactly. <laughs> and awesome. then uh, and then there's you know a couple of bars. Uh, Cliff's place has been around forever in in Manning, Iowa, and uh, and that's another that's another one of those places where you walk in and because you know it's only a thousand people, they're going to recognize you. They may not remember your name specifically, but they remember your dad yeah. or or something like that. It's like I recognize you, right? And it's like yeah, okay. That, no, for reals, that's awesome. I, one of the um, one of my favorite things about Iowa is there's so many small towns. Mm. Um, there's like six sure. or seven bigger cities and then a bunch of small towns. And there's a lot of cool places that you can stop and see, especially, you know, you're in uh, northwest Iowa. You're talking right uh, there in central Iowa. Um, there's a lot of cool places, roadside attractions or um, that, you know, you can hit up. But uh, that's actually where, uh, you know, everybody knows the song American Pie. Uh, by Don McLean, he talks about where the music died. Oh yeah, uh, but that's where uh, the big yeah, Clear Lake, Lake, Iowa. Yeah, Clear Lake, Iowa. Wow. Uh, and there's there's a little um, memorial there of uh, uh, where the crash took place and right. stuff, which is just like, I mean, you might not spend a lot of time there, but it's a cool. You're driving by. That's when I drive 20 minutes out of the way just to go check that out. Sure. Uh, Buddy Holly, the big bopper. Uh, there's some legends that uh, and Richie Valens. Richie Valens, yeah. And uh, that's that's uh, that's a cool place. The other one is uh, in Dyersville, Iowa, and that one um, I've been to quite a few times. uh, But the Field of Dreams, and anybody who's a baseball Mm -hmm. fan, uh, you got to make that stop at the Field of Dreams or a corn fan. (laughs) Yeah, or a corn fan. So, (laughs) but uh, but yeah. So, so uh, one question I wanted to ask you after uh, you mentioned that you were a motorcycle uh, enthusiast. what uh what's the like one mistake that every person driving a car around somebody on a motorcycle makes where they think they're helping but they're actually like doing because whenever i see a motorcycle i have a lot of like family that drives uh uh, that rides motorcycles my dad used to for a while um so i'm always trying to give them space i'm always trying to like stay out of their way but i got to be making some mistake Um, you know, uh, I, I don't know that there's one thing that, you know, car drivers do that, you know, would make a difference, um, other than, you know, just be okay that, you know, the motorcycle is, is around and, uh, be paying attention. Don't be distracted. Uh, that's probably the biggest thing. Stay off your phone. Um, uh, be mindful. I, I think the, 
it's it's easy for a motorcycle to get lost in your blind spot. Yeah. And don't think that there's only one, right? That's yeah. that's probably one of the big usually things. There's packs. there's usually two or three or four, and and to most people they're all going to look the same. So you may see one go by, expect a second or a third to to be following. That's really good advice. Yeah. yeah. No, they, in I Idaho they had a campaign that was uh, always look twice because one of the biggest uh, accidents for motorcyclists is the T-bone because they look this way, look this way, and then they just turn and the motorcycles oh, come around the corner. Right. Bam! Jeez. Um, and uh, but yeah, and like it, people uh, it, like. You, you, especially when you're in a car and you're at a stop or something like that mm-hmm. and you're just pulling out it seems so like you know blase and stuff like that but on a motorcycle the consequences are pretty dire even if you're going 10 miles an hour i mean yeah. you could get <laughs> seriously messed up. i i had a friend who injured himself just trying to get off the motorcycle in a complete stop right you know he like fell and he twisted his ankle underneath yeah. the bike and he was like he had a cast it so I, I had a scooter once and <laughs> yeah, um, it was, it was 150 cc's, uh, nice. retro so, style scooter. You were cruising. Oh nice. yeah. Oh yeah. And, uh, I pulled a wheelie on it. To 25. I pulled a wheelie on it once on accident. So I mean, it's just, <laughs> it qualifies then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. we'll accept that one. Yeah. It, uh, it was fun, but, um, it's on camera somewhere, right? Because uh, I racked at the end of the wheelie. Oh, but the <laughs> oh, then it doesn't count. It doesn't count. Yeah. That was just a wreck, um, a yeah. fancy wreck. I, I was supermaning it on the wheelie. It was, it was. I was doing, yeah, <laughs> young and dumb. But uh, wait, yeah. were your feet on the ground? No, because it was so long. Like I was hanging onto the the deals, and what the problem was is the throttles on the handle. And oh, so, so when I went wheelie, I was sitting on yep. the back because it was a two seater, and I was sitting on the back trying to be cool and i you lean forward that's fine but i was leaning back and i just went and i just went and i because i gunned oh it you succeeded you were cool so i went back and so <laughs> for feet, about that long yeah, yeah. Yes. so my feet were dangling and i was just like and i, I my hand stuck on the, on the thing oh, so i'm just like until it tossed me but uh Jeez. yeah so uh and that's where you know luckily um the cars were aware of me right. but uh but yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's that's always fun. Um, uh, and uh, I I hope I'm not uh, insulting any motorcyclists out there, but whenever I see somebody driving a motorcycle with just a t-shirt on yeah. and like a backpack, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, well, it, it, that's gonna hurt if let, you have to stop at any let's, point. Let's be honest, and, and we'll see if Chris agrees with me on this. Those people are typically crotch rocket riders, and there's a different uh, it's a different animal than motorcycles. Motorcycles are your Harleys, your Indian. Um, you know, and they tend to be oh, okay. more respectful and riders. Cross rock is like a more like a ninja. <laughs> the, the, or like yeah, that. the like, ninja where they're, <laughs> they're cutting through traffic, and you're just like, "What are you doing?" It's Some stop. states that's legal, but yeah, yeah. I think but, California uh, it is. I don't think it is here in Maryland. Yeah, to cut between traffic. Yeah, and uh, but uh, yeah, th- those guys, those guys are usually the ones, and they're the ones. I, I worked for insurance while I was uh, going to school. Uh, for uh, American Family Insurance Company, and it was amazing to me because you had, you know, in college you have all these kids that want to get motorcycles, and they always get the ninja <laughs> to show off to the girls. Right. And the difference between uh, a, a like a Harley insurance and a ninja insurance is like that's a lot astronomical. It's like a hundred bucks a, really? a month wow. difference because. Yeah. Uh, the life expectancy of the ninja driver because they just like oh I can go fast and right. <laughs> and do whatever they want right and it's like I, I don't think you totally appreciate that you're not surrounded by anything like oh, normal yeah and, and those ninjas like are meant to be like 
I, the Corvettes of, of bikes. Right, right. So if you're totally. like, in your, what you're saying is yeah. like, you know, you're not wearing anything and like that bike, like somebody cuts you off and you have to go down. Yeah, if you got to <laughs> go down, I mean, your arm is gone. Yeah. <laughs> or at least, down I mean, to the you bone. can get, you can get third degree burns just from like <laughs> road rash that, is yeah. nasty. It's road rash. Oh, the road rash is really bad. And, and every ER nurse will tell you that the, it, the, the most painful thing is not the crash, it's picking the gravel out of that. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't yeah. even think about that. That is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> or at least you hope it's gravel. Yeah. Because they, they, they basically take a Brillo pad, and this is not from personal experience, right. but I, I've seen it, right? They basically take a Brillo pad to clean it out, right? And they're just rubbing away everything they can. That, exactly. So they, they take another layer of skin with them to get it all clean. Because if you don't get it clean, then, yeah, you're going to get infected, and it's going to be bad. See, wow. I, I had to do that for playing, really hard playing City League softball. I always like to slide head first. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so I got one really bad on my uh, elbow here, right? Or forearm, back arm, whatever you call that. And uh, it was from you know the wrist down to the elbow, and I did it because it was sand. I, I, it looks like you still have a scar. Yeah, from there's that, a scar actually. There. Yeah, <laughs> big scar. But it's the same thing. Like you get all that. It was you know that that sand. Uh, oh just yeah, it gets Embedded. in there deep. So I had to do the same thing where you take a. a, a basically a sponge but it's solid sponge and just go oh man and it hurts and you're sitting there just going you know cussing up a storm (laughs) (laughs) but uh i can only imagine it's gotta be worse because with road rash you're dealing with like full-on pebbles right and glass and anything else that was on the road yeah yeah my 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 more recent ones are around mountain biking and it's the shins the shins get everything with Uh that you're bumping in and bumping into stuff and you're you're uh you know hitting rocks and if you're falling down at all i mean i mean i have i have cuts and scrapes and and scars up and down my shins just from like a year of mountain biking and and it's the same deal every time you get home and my wife just looks at me like why do you continue to break yourself and it's like well i'm i'm (laughs) i'm I'm out there having a good time it's fun right so (laughs) yeah right exactly yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome uh so do you do a lot of mountain biking then around the uh, Arizona and down in Arizona? There's there's a ton of stuff in, in Arizona uh, as far as mountain biking. Um, you know, right in downtown, you have South Mountain and Camelback. You know, to the north of town, it's McDowell. Um, you can go down to Tucson and Mount Lemmon. Uh, you know, there's there's a ton of of mountain bike trails. I think one of the one of the holy grails for mountain bikers to, is to go up to Moab, Utah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Done that. Right? That was awesome. Um, yeah, I've, I've been through there on my motorcycle. I've I've always meant to go back on on the mountain bike, but yeah. uh, it's gorgeous. Well, and and you bring up Moab because I was thinking about that when you were like talking about mountain biking. Uh, I I went to Moab once with a group of friends to do that, and um, a lot of people listening might be like, "Oh, that sounds fun," but I just don't want to go buy a nice mountain bike. And that was one thing about Moab is there's actually uh, tons of places to rent bikes mm. because it's a popular thing to do there. Nice. And these are like. Uh, one kid actually brought his bike, but it was only like an $800 bike, so it wasn't the best mountain bike. Uh, and he saw the ones that didn't have bikes, and the ones they were renting, and they're like $2,500 mountain bikes, <laughs> and it was like 30 bucks a day right. to rent the bike. And he's like, I'm, I'm going to leave my bike here. I'm going to go ahead and use one of these. Right, because like not only like does like is it pretty cheap to rent them but like yeah. you know if you get in a total wreck that's your bike oh yeah like, instead it's, of it's, like well it's the rental you know <laughs> oh and it's easy to get in a wreck yeah in moab uh it's very well and the, and the bike the bike makes a huge difference it's amazing you know between uh, and you can go out and look at videos of, of 
some guys who just go down to Walmart, right? Yeah. And, they, and they do this out of, out of fun. You know, they, they buy the $100 Walmart bike and they take it out on some of the trails and <laughs> and they just trash it because it's not, it's actually not a mountain bike, right? It's yeah. not really built to go do the stuff sure. that, that we do. Yeah. So they, they, I mean, it doesn't take any time at all, just a couple of jumps, a couple of, a couple of berms and, and it's done as opposed to, you know, the 2000, $3,000, you know, and that's, that's actually like a, a mid range bicycle, mid range, mid range mountain bike that's made for stuff like that, you know, yeah. full suspension you know it's got the beefy tires and and things that are actually built to take the take the punishment well see and i i so i was the three hundred dollar walmart bike guy on that trip um <laughs> thanks but uh <laughs> yeah. um but uh yeah it was funny because i it, you know there's a lot of <clears throat> uphill and uphill on a bike is rough hmm. um and uh so at one point, uh, one of my buddies was like, you should try this one. Like, it's crazy. And so I did it just for a, like a small segment. But it's amazing because this, you know, $2,500, $3,000 bike, it was like so much more effortless <laughs> oh, right. going yep. uphill yeah. than dealing with my $300 Walmart bike. Right. Like, eh, my thighs are burning. <laughs> like, I can't make it. <laughs> but, um, uh, have you yeah. ever done ATVing? I feel like I would be more into ATVing <sighs> than mountain biking. ATVs are fun. Yeah, I've done that when, uh, you know, I, I did it in time where there's, there were still three wheelers, right? Before they, oh. before they didn't make them anymore. Uh, and those, is those that, were, you know, is that two, two in the two front? In the back. Those were death traps. Two in the back, one in front. No, two in the back, in the back oh. one in the front. Yeah. Interesting. Right. It's just yeah. like your old big wheel that you said. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> you used to ride when you were a kid. Talk about road rash. Oh, yeah, no, people, those things would kill people because it's just like. Oh, I know, because you could do those sweet turns, you know, yeah. you could do like the, you know, come in hot. And they flip. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, and they flip hard, and you always ended up with the wheels on top of you. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> never ended up with you actually landing, right? Well, and there's, I actually was watching a video, uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before, they've come out with the new hydrofoil bike for water that is basically riding a bike on top of a oh, lake. Oh, that's so cool. And it looks pretty cool. And I'm like, that could be fun. Not as fun as a jet ski because that is like hands down one of my favorite yeah. things. Well, that's that's like and, uh, comparing a, a bicycle with an ATV. <laughs> right. I guess that's true. Yeah. But, or comparing a $300 Walmart bike with, you know. <laughs> exactly. A $3,000 <laughs> nice bike. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, you brought up, uh, you talked about off camera, Lake Okaboji in, in Iowa. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, I've not been to Lake Okaboji, but when I was in Iowa, you always saw stuff like, oh, Lake Okaboji. Uh, and it looked like it was a year-round resort. In fact, like yeah. with winter, there was uh, snowmobiling and, and things yep. like that. Uh, what a, what a, You grew up around there. Talk about a little about Lake Okaboji, because I think most people outside of Iowa maybe have heard of it in passing, but I've don't know... Don't yeah. know what there is to do there. I wasn't privy to the previous conversation either, so yeah. <laughs> I'm going in total. Yeah, it's it's one of those places that you know a lot of people travel to uh, during the summer mostly uh, because there's there's two large lakes and it's separated. the The highway actually uh, goes you know right down the middle and because it, it just kind of converges together and there's there's a small passage to go from East Okaboji to West Okaboji or, or vice versa, and there's a highway and a railroad trestle that goes over it. Um, so as a kid, you know, as I shouldn't say a kid, we were, we were in high school, uh, some friends of mine, we would of course, you know, get up to Lake Okaboji and we would, we would actually jump off the trestle and the trestle was probably 15 feet above the water. Uh -huh. So one guy was the lookout 
of making sure that there were no boats coming through there at the time, <laughs> yes. while the rest of us would would actually jump off and uh, and and cool off. Because I mean, again, I think we were talking about in Iowa, they have the extremes. It's the very very cold and the very very hot. Yeah. Um, so during the summer, that was that was one of the things we did to stay cool. I don't know how anybody puts up with those kind of climates. Yeah, no. I can't do it. <laughs> it's, I like consistency. It was it was it was amazing how different. There was no spring or spring or fall. It was literally like a week of spring, boom, and summer, <laughs> and a week of fall, and then all of a sudden it was cold, cold winter. No, I feel like somehow and I was only there for two years, so I, I, you grew up there your whole life. But <laughs> feels like this year somehow we went to spring and then summer, and now we're back in spring. I know, right? <laughs> Seriously, it's been crazy here this it's year. Like we weather. got like nothing but rain on the forecast for the next week. So you've done snowmobiling, I'm, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. oh wow! Um, so I've always, I've kind of wanted to try this, but I kind of like didn't want to try this. But I saw a lot, and I've only seen this in Iowa. I know they do it other places, but I've actually seen it in Iowa, where they snowmobile across water. What? Like not frozen water, like across water. Have you ever done yeah. that? Yeah. I, I haven't done it, but I mean, it's basically, you know, you're, you're, you're cheating death, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> as long as you, as long as you keep going fast, and you're going to stay on top of the water. You've seen, you've seen the videos of motorcycles doing it, right? So you oh, take yeah. a dirt bike and you can do the same thing on a dirt bike where if you get going fast enough, you're going to, you're going to skim across the top of the water. Right. And that's what they're doing on the snowmobiles. I wow. just, you got to have to slow down. I guess you just, you don't. You, you don't you slow down. To, you have to get the land before you can right. slow yes. down. Yes. Or go back and, into yeah. the, like go back into the future. Well, I, I just I just remember watching like okay, this is going to be like it cuts out and all of a sudden you're, you know, $10,000 machine cuz you know Oh yeah, going right to the bottom. Poof, of the water. It's done. Like yeah. you can fish it out, but I think it's toast. Yeah. <laughs> I love but. what I I have a, a obsession with watching people like back their cars into water to like yeah. release boats and stuff and like not get the <laughs> not get the clamp off or something yeah. and then their car just drifts underwater yeah. and it's gone <laughs> i'm obsessed with those be because like it's like what, what do you do it's a it's a it's two thousand pounds of metal you can't yeah. like stop it <laughs> there's, always tries to grab it. there's a there is a lake uh, my sister lives in liberty lake or spokane washington um and there's a a a lake that is uh like famous there um because there's so many cars in the bottom of this lake and because the the road comes and you come around this corner and a lot of people end up driving straight into the lake. And so there's cars from like all the way back to the 20s mm. that are sitting down there. And uh, they've actually started to dive down and, and pull some of these things out. And just a few years back, they did that. And uh, it was like this 1940s vehicle. Um, and there's like suitcases in the back. Oh and they brought gosh. some of stuff up. They actually were able to return a ring. Oh, wow. Like, like a, um, a wedding ring back to this lady who is now in her 80s. <laughs> wow. And That's crazy. Kind of crazy. But yeah, supposedly like, this lake is just completely full of cars. But uh, <laughs> it, it, Lake Powell, you ever been to Lake Powell? Uh, no. It, it's uh, Glen Canyon Recreational Area down in, it's right on the uh, border of Utah and Arizona. Mm. Um, awesome houseboats, really fun time, but they basically dammed up. Um, it's right by uh, Horseshoe Bend. If you ever been to Horseshoe Bend, uh, um, uh, but uh, they they dammed up this basically giant canyon, um, and it's like 360 feet deep. Wow! Uh, it's Oof. narrow, narrow water like waterways, and then 360 feet deep down to the bottom of these canyons. And um, 
I'm just going. I, I we're talking. I was down there with some friends, and we're talking about okay, if they ever just drain this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many GoPros are down there. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, the other thing too is like Lake Powell Selfie is kind sticks. of yeah. Lake Powell is kind of famous for um, bodies not being recovered because it's oh. so deep. Oh, that's and sad. and so like just like to me, it would be amazing forty years from now draining that thing out and yeah. what they would find at the bottom of this right canyon uh, it, yeah but uh that's yeah. just so so i hate to cut you guys short because i've really enjoyed you know yeah. talking no, to you no, I, have, I have a meeting coming up here in a few minutes that i have to get off to we, uh, no problem. we no have problem a habit of going long yeah so, so i appreciate <laughs> you not being afraid to say yeah so yeah well we'll probably have to have you on again some again sometime yeah, chris if definitely you're interested. i feel like we that, went right into motorcycles yeah, and stuff like that yeah. kind of missed a whole other thing so. yeah got a lot of stories i'd love yeah, to share them yeah absolutely fun. thank you for coming yeah, on the show so and much. uh we will uh yeah, yeah we'll talk be to right you later back. and uh get this up on, on the thing so we'll be back in a few minutes with yeah. uh some more stuff talk to you soon cool Bye. awesome thank you exactly right so we had a good good uh interview yeah, with awesome. chris neil lot fun. um lots of travel experience uh yeah. you know especially working for expedia for so long right um i was expecting us to talk more about that but he had such a like rich like yeah. travel experience yeah like, just well, doing travel so it, it, it was it's, very natural you know, just going to that i mean i i just you know we can talk about expedia but i don't know what that's going to do for you know his work for expedia i don't know what that's going to do for the listener right yeah so um, i don't know what he would really you know yeah be able to, we, we're gonna have to have him back yeah exactly sure. and uh Talk about lots of other Very stuff. Very appreciative of him joining us. But, He's got a busy uh, schedule. Yeah. One of the fun things um, that, uh, you know, he's talking about, like, I want I, I want to go to that place in Nevada for the burger and put my dollar bill up on the wall. Yeah. I still uh, think that a fire marshal has never been in that establishment. Well, like There's he said, no he goes, it's kind of a town. They probably don't have a fire marshal. Right. So, and right. it's... Or know, at the very least, the fire marshal is also the firefighter and, and the, the police chief. And yeah. the owner <laughs> of the restaurant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... He, he's like, it's fine. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> definitely. But, uh, no, very cool. Well, um, yeah. one of the things I, I think we should talk about Mm. is our website oh yeah so um one of the reasons my mother-in-law and father-in-law hadn't been able to listen to the show is they actually tried to go listen to it when we first put it up oh yeah but we were having issues with our site oh yeah uh and, and, and the user friendliness of it was it. not accessible and uh yeah that's all changed we've been yes. on board and we going and that's thanks to solicity solicity solicity.com solicity.com yeah, yeah. And uh, so we're gonna have like a. Uh, I'm gonna try to find like a guitar yeah. noise <laughs> to like go in after yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, but yeah, solicity.com um, monitors gontrippinpodcast.com. Yeah. Um, and ever since we got that hooked up, we have not had peace any issues. Mind. Just yeah. peace of mind. Yeah. And I get, I get uh, weekly reports about yeah. <clears throat> accessibility, security, uh, SEO stuff. I mean, really. Kinda, the one time it went down. The one time we knew instantly. immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was able to get it fixed instantly like the previous time where it was like eight hours and I didn't know. Well, that was when we had like 10 listeners, but now yeah. we have way more. Yeah, way more. Way more. I mean, look around people. Thousands. 10,000 people around you listening right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. One day. Well, it, if you tell your friends. <laughs> yeah. And also tell your friends about solicity.com. <laughs> solicity.com. It's yeah. for really any size of website too. I mean, yeah. if you got a, like a personal blog, you know, with recipes on it, mm -hmm. you're going to want that just because you don't want there to ever be a time when you send somebody to your website and it's not up. Yes. Or, 
or you tell somebody to Google your name and you're on the second page of Google, which means you don't exist as it, far as everybody is concerned. Right. So you really, you want somebody watching your back as far as that's concerned. Yeah. Well, and, and Solicity is designed for small businesses. Right. Um, it's divine, designed for, you know, one to 10 employee type businesses. Uh, not that they can't service bigger businesses, right. but it was created specifically for those smaller businesses that don't have a an IT department. Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, There's no help desk that they yeah, can call. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they're able to use solicity.com on their website, doctor's offices, for instance, and and instantly get feedback of this is how your site's doing. Right. Um, you know, if you're a, a dentist, um, being in the search results high as possible is important. Absolutely, so absolutely. if you're dropping two or three spots, that's something important to know. Right, and you need to know that. Absolutely. And then you can go back to Solicity and say, okay, so how can I fix this? And and I'll leave some options for you. So go check out Solicity.com yeah. and uh, see what Solicity can do for you. Um, heading into the, the news now. Oh, yeah, and this is pretty um, related. I mean, we had just been talking about all sorts of uh, vehicles to, yes. to ride. And uh, so... Real-life Mario Kart is coming to Niagara Falls. Now, yes. I've been to Niagara Falls, and I don't want to speak poorly of Niagara Falls, but, as, you know, you've seen one waterfall. You've seen them all. That's not true. <laughs> I chase waterfalls. They're you all are, majestic. I, I knew that would trigger you. I knew <laughs> They're all majestic. <laughs> Triggered. <laughs> yes. Get the waterfall enthusiasts all oh, up in a tizzy. I know, right? <laughs> no, but uh, over Niagara here. Falls is amazing, <laughs> obviously. It's Un, unreal how much water i mean that's really the the really with niagara falls it's the scale yeah that, it's one of those things where you go and you see you're like this is amazing Take right some pictures maybe well, go find a place to meditate right and then you're like back on the but there's really no reason to go again yeah oh really you know uh, well there is now there is now and there that's why now, I, yeah right? that was my segue so <laughs> on the canada side in ontario um and canada actually has more niagara falls than america does by the oh, way interesting. they actually yeah they have the better ones oh yeah it's kind of sad but Interesting. when you do like the little ferry, you get to see them all. Oh yeah. Um, but they're they're building a what was it two thousand foot in two thousand feet in length, and it can accommodate thirty six uh car carts at one time. This go kart ring thirty six. Yeah. Cart. And so, so it's, it's like elevated. Yeah, large. It's the largest elevated go kart uh track in North America. They're calling it the real life Mario Kart, right? Yeah. Well, and it was inspired by Mario Kart and also they said it was inspired by like uh, old roller coasters because at one oh, yeah. point you uh spiral up uh like 40 feet in the air and then you come down in this really long like big hill. Um and so they said that like that aspect of it was inspired by like old wooden roller coasters. Okay. Uh, it, it just sounds like a blast though. Yeah. So, well, it opens June 1st, yeah, June 2018. 1st. Yeah. It's so coming. That's coming soon. Yeah. It's like right around and, the corner. It's like, uh, I want to go. Yes. Me because too. one, I was like elevated. What does that mean? And you're like, oh, it's elevated. It's like, yeah, it's like not a, paved yeah, under like the Like a roller coaster. It's, yeah, it's up like high. Built. Yeah. So, so at first I'm like, okay, can you see the falls from there? Cause that's kind of cool. I think that's the, yeah. the idea. I haven't seen a picture though. Second of all, like, is there any way to go off the track? Because <laughs> that would be scary. Right. Especially you're talking 40 feet. Yeah. Um, oh, there's a video. I should have watched the video. And then the other thing I want to know is, that video does your car come equipped with like turtle shells and banana peels? Oh, right. I um, wish. <laughs> that's that's the next thing. Like, I can't wait for like VR go-kart where you're oh, yeah. in a go-kart and you're wearing the goggles yeah. and things are happening in front of you and like <laughs> your car slows down because you hit like an oil spill or something yeah. like that. That would be awesome. 360. Yeah, it'd yeah. be super awesome. <laughs> that would be super cool. Man, I've never been huge into video games, but I there was a time in my life as a as a teen mm. uh, that we would have uh, Mario Kart parties where we'd just 
like some go over to a friend's house. Um, Carl Baker. We'll honk that out. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'd go over to his house, and he had Mario Kart, four controllers, yeah, and yeah. we'd be up to like three in the morning just playing Mario Kart. That's awesome. And I suck at those driving games. Like I'm all <laughs> over the place. And if you ask my wife, I suck at driving, period. <laughs> but um, it was a lot of fun. And so yeah. I could imagine uh, our kids, uh, the when I was going to this father and sons, the, the girls went with the mom, with our mom, or with their mom, yeah, with my wife. <laughs> with your wife. Uh, it's still... We're almost at a year, so congratulations! Um, but they went to uh, a little goat cart track just around the corner from our house. Oh yeah, and those uh, things are the, a blast. The fun castle, the fun and, castle. Yeah, so it's got all sorts of stuff, and they have you know a, a, an adult sized uh, golf cart or go kart, and a and then a kitty cart oh. track. And uh, there you go. Our our five year old, she we weren't sure that she's gonna be able to do it because it says you know have to be six years old and older. Uh huh. But it's actually by height. And luckily, she was two inches above height, nice. so she got to do it. And my wife texted me and said, "Oh, this is hilarious!" <laughs> Watching her try to drive for the first time, <laughs> and she she goes at one point she uh, she ended up uh, doing the the one eighty, so she's going oh. the wrong direction <laughs> and looking, and all these cars are coming at her. <laughs> that seems she like cut s- off her sister, so she's loving that. Oh, nice. There you but, go. Uh, yeah, so this would be fun. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure at this point they'd have to like ride in. I wonder if they're big enough where you can have a passenger. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. It would be cool if you could do sidecars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so and apparently uh, the whole track takes about five minutes, and you do three laps. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. Fifteen minutes. No, five minutes. I think. Oh, uh, actually, I don't know if they meant total. Let me oh. let me reread that sentence. Uh, uh, oh, and the go karts can get up to about fifteen miles an hour, which is pretty 50? fast. 15. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, 50. That would be Ooh, extremely dangerous. Yes. Oh, man. That would yes. be outrageous. <laughs> uh, each race will last five minutes, giving riders approximately three laps oh, okay. around the track. So the whole race lasts five minutes. Well, we might have to go check that out. Yeah, seriously. Um, Can we do podcast on a go-kart? I don't think so. I think it would be too loud. We, I think we might be able to. Maybe for like five minutes of it. Yeah. Five minutes of a podcast. Yeah. We're going to have to get go I'm sure. GoPros. I'm sure people can handle, Yeah. you know five minutes of hello guys <laughs> we're down here at the golf course yeah. cameron just ate it <laughs> <laughs> gotta get gopros yeah for sure yeah for sure but uh harry oaks the president of hoco limited uh who owns and operates the attractions restaurants and shops and clinton hill uh told mlive.com that it's like go-karts on steroids you drive on a road course for a portion of the race and then spiral up to about 40 feet and then come down a long hill, kind of like the way a wooden roller coaster would be. Just yeah, like see, you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. cool inspirations. Yeah, very cool. And to do it, like, I think, like, of course, there's going to be potentially the the risk that something like this, like, hinders the the national, uh, oh, gosh. What, what Niagara Falls. Niagara, Niagara Falls be? It's a uh, something. I believe it's a national monument. N- yeah, but like it's on also, the American well, side, uh, it's a world wonder, isn't it? Oh yeah, I guess it's yeah. more like the Seven Wonders. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, you know what? We'll have our producer yeah, when she gets back. Yeah, back check that. I know. <laughs> She'll be here soon. <laughs> we need her back. She'll be like after no. the first episode of. <laughs> it was very nice having a fact checker. Yes. Um, but it, it could, like, you know, we talk about over-tourism here. It yeah. could have that kind of effect where people are only going for the go-karts and they're not going to the falls at all, and that's, like, totally destroying the See, area. See, I think it's the opposite. But I I'm, think, I, that's what I'm hoping for. I think for, if anything, it gives people kind of something, like you said, 
you'll go back now because there's more to right, do. Right, right. And um, that's why I think this kind I mean, of stuff is really good. I mean, at first I was like, okay, I'm going to build this like above Niagara Falls. So when you said like elevated at Niagara Falls, oh, right. is it like going yeah. across I don't think it ruins the, the view yeah, at all, so. but I think it's like close enough where you get to, mm. like, because I mean, of course it'd be awesome if you got to go like underneath the falls, you know, where the falls are like next to you. But I don't think that's See, what I'm waiting for is the ride that's uh, barrel rides down the falls. You know, you always hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's only been a Back couple of people days. who did that. There was a yeah. dog who went over the, the falls and survived. Oh, really? Yeah, somehow. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, because when you're there, I mean, it is like an unreal amount of water. Oh, I'm sure. It's baffling. I And if you go to Niagara Falls uh, and you don't do any go-karting, um, the ferry is really cool, but I think what's actually cooler is doing the walk. You can do a tour yeah. like behind the falls and stuff like that, and I think that's, that's a lot cool. cooler. Yeah, no, like, for sure. Just when you're underneath it and the sound that that much water hitting water is making and like the rocks and yeah. it's, just, it's an unreal experience. So that's one of the, that's one of the places we have on our list to take the kids. Yeah. And uh, Oh yeah, and you're time. pretty close here. Yeah, so so yeah, Only, definitely check that out. I but now like 6 even, hours away, maybe 7. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean we'd make a trip of it. So Yeah, totally. Got to get your passports though. Yep. Cross that the, border. It's all the so. kid decide. Unless you're in Canada, then you don't need to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> so lucky you, Canada. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, it's funny. Um I can't wait for the American side to build a 2001 foot go-kart track know, to right? attract I know. <laughs> Canadians to go on over. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, well ours is even longer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, so going on, on to the next uh yeah. news deal here we got uh So Man, with the last couple of years, um, airlines kind of opened up for uh, emotional support animals mm, on flights. Absolutely. And I remember when it was when it was like, "Hey, we're gonna start doing this." I just, I in my mind, I'm like, "For reals?" Like those cockpit or not those cockpits because we're not in the cockpit, but <laughs> in the in those planes, it's already tight. It is, is tight. And so I can only imagine sitting by somebody who's like holding a dog. Um, but then, like, it was opened up to pigs and like other things. True. And I'm going. Okay, this is just getting crazy. Yeah, can we get like support ferrets? Yeah. I feel like they would be a little bit more travelable. Exactly. <laughs> ferrets still scare the crap out of me. Really? I, they're, oh. they're rodents. <laughs> what? But you like, got a problem with rodents? Yeah. Oh, rodents are the I'm best. sorry. They make uh, the best pets. Yeah. Cameron owns rats. <laughs> yeah, I have two pet rats. Yeah. Uh, when I took them to the vet the other day. Uh, Most lady, New Yorkers are like, so do we, but. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I've gotten that question before. They're like, do you mean like domesticated rats or you just have rats at your house i was yeah. like i wouldn't be talking to you excited if i just had or like right. rats at my house i went to the vet and i i, ca- I had them in a uh, cat carrier right yeah because uh, that's like the only they don't sell like rat carriers they're not right. popular enough so i had them in a cat carrier and this lady came over and she's like oh what you got in there and i was like uh you know knowing that her reaction is not going to be positive i was like uh rats and she was like no really what's in there and i was like no, two pet rats, and I opened the top so she could see. And she goes, "Oh my god, there are two rats in there." Yeah. She's like, "Where did you get them?" And I said, "The pet store." Yeah. I mean, like people people act like if in you an have, alley over on yeah, Fifth and Main. exactly. <laughs> and you take one look at the rats, and they're just like they're big mice. They don't look yeah. like, like the scary rats like well, from New yeah, York. Yeah, they're the like uh, the white and the what, what color do you guys? Yeah, wear? white and black. Yeah, we, that's what we had when uh, I was like in the first grade. Right, and they have like the, the soft rounded ears, like the rats that were the pets yeah. for the our, our room our room pets. Oh know, right, for uh, school. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 Make, they make really good pets. They're yeah. really smart. They're yeah. actually the third domesticated animal. Oh, really? Yeah, dogs, cats, and then rats. Interesting. They did it in England. 
yeah, uh, the queen, one of the other places has a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they have a lot of rats and actually they're the reason we have so many rats. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> they just carelessly bring it over on the ships. <laughs> but speaking of traveling with animals. Yeah. yeah so like, yeah. <laughs> so I, me- I remember that was like the big thing and I'm going, holy cow, like a little crazy. Um, well now there are all these, all these, uh, uh, airlines are going back and saying, okay, this is too much because it's right. it is causing a lot of issues, which I'm going, really? You didn't see this coming? Right. <laughs> it's Yeah. It's the unfortunate, like opening the floodgates. Yeah. Like, obviously, if you need a support animal, you should be able to, you know, have accommodations made for yeah. you somehow. It's, well, it's the, it's that, you know, that part. Cause yeah. you know, we, we've, we've seen it, we've seen it here. Like, uh, it's I got a support dog that's yep. trapped up in a room. Right. And, and not with you all day. Right. And, and so how it's, yeah, like, so supportive is that? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> no, so it's one of those things where, uh, so American airlines has started to restrict emotional support animals on flights following Delta and United. Yeah. Um, they were the ones that, uh, actually started, let's do this. And now they're all slowly sort of like, sure. Eh. Right, because I mean, um, and I can speak pretty personally about this uh, because when it all started happening, what a lot of airlines were more or less doing was they were making it extremely easy to have support animals, but they were making it even harder to have just normal pets travel with you. Right. Um, and so when you do something like that, you're just incentivizing people to abuse this kind of system. Mm-hmm. And my, that's exactly what my mom had to do. She uh. she needed to bring a dog on a plane. She needed to bring our dog and to make it a support animal at the time, all you had to do was fill out something online yeah. and you get sent the vest. And, and obviously, and like she, she will be the first to admit that that's not good. That's not oh, like yeah. a good system, but all they ended up doing was making it so that, well, if you want to travel with your pet, you got to sign it up as a support animal. Yeah. And, and so, and obviously people who actually need the support animals that, that affects them the most, that yeah. hurts them the most. So this is a really delicate thing, but it seemed like from, and I always, uh, just kind of, you know, reading over the article right before we started here, it seemed like pretty, you know, common sense restrictions. Yeah. Like you have to inform them well, ahead of time. Yeah. So starting July 1st, in fact, uh, right. American so will require time. passengers to notify the carrier about a comfort animal 48 hours before a flight. Mm-hmm. Don't, I don't think that's unreasonable. No, I don't either. Um, and then sign a waiver stating the need for the animal. And, and that, that one might cause some issues i know yeah. because uh when i worked for the university uh we had a strict no pets allowed inside the library yeah um and that makes sense because people have allergies but of course support animals are the exception is made and i know the big thing was that like you can't you can't ask the person why they need it that's a part of the regulation yeah and I, i'm wondering if they're going to get in trouble for basically requiring that yeah whereas well, i could totally see a doctor's note being where, like, if a, if you have a note from a doctor that says they yeah. need a support animal, I think that's enough. I don't think that the airline needs to know why you need a support animal. Just right. That, just that you have a legitimate support animal. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things, like, yeah, I understand, like, well, I don't want right. to release this. But also, you just talked about, like, you know... Um, your mom, what your right. mom, like, and, it was and so, so majority easy. people have done that so now. Easy. Yeah. So it's just like, eh. right. I so mean, obviously if somebody said to me, done. they had a support cat, I would be calling BS because right. cats That's- are like, cats are like the moodiest, meanest <laughs> animals on the planet. They don't support anybody's emotions. Yeah, I mean, at one moment, they're like cuddling with you, and the next moment, they're like throwing their tail up in your face <laughs> and like walking away like, you just did the worst thing ever. Like, <laughs> take me off, and they make you feel guilty. Like, literally. And I hate cats. Sorry for everybody out there. Uh, I, do I love like, cats. Don't worry. Yeah, guys. I do not I like cats. 
but I love, I love all they pets, can really. make me feel guilty. And it's probably yeah. one of the reasons I don't like them is because <laughs> it's like, you know, so you're saying that they're emotionally <laughs> abusive. Yeah, exactly. So that's not emotionally <laughs> helpful. Like, so support cats, I, I don't, I won't buy, but so I can understand why, um, they'd want to know like, what's the reasoning. Sure. Um, to just so that everybody like you right. don't want to you don't want a plane and every passenger has like yeah all dog. these different animals yeah because like yeah it's, and, and you're it's tempting like dogs, fate. dogs <laughs> especially the ones that are actually meant for support animals they're big i mean yeah. you know they're 60 sometimes 80 pounds if you got a golden retriever those things can get up to 100 pounds so, before you even know well, so it. do you know do they have to buy a ticket for the animal to sit in the seat next to them or how does that work i don't think so i think most of the time it's uh, you're supposed to be able to keep them underneath the seat in front of you, believe it or not. But like that's with support crazy. animals, they're huge. So yeah. there's no way. So I, I think, yeah, that, and that's another really good question. Um, cause I, I mean, I, I feel like, but again, I'm a bigger individual. Right. Um, and, and I think that's, there's, it's tight as is. So I right. can only, I got Chris, we had on episode four, right. he's six foot eight. Yeah. Yeah. So could you imagine him sitting on a plane right. next to somebody? I'm sure the person in front of him can't put their seat back yeah. because of his like legs. Yeah, exactly. So he already struggles. And then you have somebody that's got an animal, right. like a, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, German shepherd, yeah. which is very common for mm-hmm. those type of support animals sitting like underneath the, or on the lap really. Cause there's no right. way they can fit underneath one of those seats. Right. Like that's just, and just, <laughs> yeah. And it's, and then you're sitting there like, well, he can sit somewhere else. And it's like, what well, sometimes, but at the same time, like that causes a lot of more issues. Cause then the stewardess like, right. well, we're going to try to move people around and make them more comfortable. And then like, you can't tell me to move and all these different things. Oh, I know. And just, yeah. It's and, just, yeah. And I've been in, I've been in those situations like when I was a kid and my mom wanted to like sit next to me on the plane. Yeah. It's like people are like throwing a hissy fit about that. So it's yeah. like, if that's, you know, you bring on a golden lab, you're yeah. definitely going to have people like that are upset. And it's like, they, not that they like deserve better, like the people who don't have the support animal, yeah. but it's like, you, you need to accommodate everybody. So there, I think this kind of stuff is common sense more or less. Yeah. Well, I do disagree with them needing to know the reason, but right. They need to, I think that the carrier deserves to be able to verify that you need the animal. Exactly. And that's one of the, the thing is the, the ver- it's verifying to make yeah. sure because one of the things is in 2016, there was 43,000 pets, uh, service animals, um, in, in the cabin, uh, in 2017, 76,000. That number is not going to steady and it's right. not going to go right. down it's, it's, unless yeah. you do some of these, exactly. these maneuvers. And it's like if you had to support box turtle, I think nobody would ever say anything. You know, that's an extremely small pet. You can bring it on. Well, you, and, you can keep it like, you know, in an area that yeah. people might not even see it. But a dog, I mean, like, what if it has to go to the bathroom? Yeah. Well, and <laughs> you can't take it to, to the what toilet. You were saying, like, it, it actually doesn't. I don't have as big of an issue with it because um, what it is is it's so in order to qualify, the passenger must have a letter from a mental health professional describing the mental or emotional disability, which that's the part where I think you have the issue. Yeah, that's it the just specific seems, deal. Right. But if they could just get it from a, a professional saying, yes, this person needs to have it. Right, right. But they almost probably have to go to the other side because just like you said, it used to be like, you should go online and say, oh, here exactly. it is. Exactly. There, there so. needs to be, I think, someone kind of like either government kind of involvement where there's licenses given out or or you have to get like the you can get a support animal from a specific place like this one i have no problem with so they also need to have proof of the professional's licensing right and that's what i was just talking about like that makes that to me is common sense It, it it i'm i'm also against 
this idea that you know you could have a pet and then have the pet trained or something for support animal yeah that's fine except you know when you get these situations where you have a like i've been to people's houses where they have extremely untrained dogs yeah and if you're going to tell me like that's a support animal and then that you get to bring that on a plane yeah uh, having untrained dogs on a plane sounds like the the worst way to oh. to be in a, a plane crash i mean that thing gets loose in the cockpit and it's yeah. like all well, of a sudden i bring up cats again Right. Nobody never tells a cat, cat what to do. You'd never catch him. Yeah, that cat does what he wants. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's what I'm saying. Support box turtle. <laughs> yeah. That would be the perfect support animal yeah, as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, no. Well, it'll be interesting how it all yeah. comes down because there are a lot of things in here that, uh, you know, th- those instances, I'm sure there's going to be people pushing back. Right, right. Back and, and forth. Um, and, and this needs to be, I think, an open negotiation kind of thing or, or an open discussion about the, the needs to. to to have them and and the what the airlines can do ahead of time because i mean what it i don't think it would be unreasonable to have like special seating or something like that that costs more yeah you know and yeah that that totally sucks if you need a support animal but it's like you're bringing more See, weight onto he, the plane. and this is the part i think it's hard for them to like there's people who they love animals and so like oh this is like a family member right and i'm one of those people yeah yeah and, then, of, there's, and then there's those who I have are a pet like, dog that I, is a child as far as I, like I'm concerned the yeah. way I treat him. <laughs> and there's those who like, especially like in the military that a lot of, you know, stuff suffer from like PTSD mm. that this animal helps them sure. relax and helps them, uh, focus and sure. not respond to certain situations, right. not get nervous. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between the two. I agree. And I think what the issue that they're dealing with is there's a lot of like, I love my pet. He's like, he's, he's emotional support because he's like a, 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 a sibling. Right, right. And or, like, you know, stuff like anxiety and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, and especially with planes, it's a very anxious, I mean, that's nerve wracking to go onto a plane, especially if you're alone or something like that. Yeah. So I like, I, I get it. I really think I do. But there's, there's another side of the coin where yeah. like I'm allergic to dogs maybe, or uh, I have a fear of dogs and now I'm being sat next to this person With, and who has this dog and they're all up in my face yeah. and the dog's untrained. And so obviously we, people need to think about this a little bit more carefully. Exactly. We're, we're sending like, you know, dozens of people into a metal tube and shooting it into well, the with sky. All the things that have been happening. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, with, with planes and, and windows and busting out and different I think things. on the other side, people need to be more careful with their pets. A lot of airlines have been, uh, unfortunately killing pets lately. Yeah. Um, and, and so really, and, not purpose, and that's probably not another reason. Course, yeah. Right. Another, another reason why they're like, okay, this yeah. is causing more headache right. than it is. Right. And it's so, just not safe at a certain yeah, point. Exactly. So, there's well, a lot of things to consider. Well, I have one more question for you yeah. before we end the show. Mm. And that is, do you consider your rats part of your family as far as kids? The rats, probably not so much. Uh, Gunter for sure. Yeah, Gunter like like you take family pictures with Gunter. <laughs> well, I don't, I'm bad at taking pictures. You yeah, know that. that's true. <laughs> but yeah, I think with like with the rats, like you know, they're in a cage. Mm-hmm. They live two to four years. You know, so that to me is much more of a pet situation, right? Whereas like dogs, and I, I like EJ likes to dress Gunter up and stuff like that, and I'm vehemently against that. Yeah. <laughs> so like when my wife was in New York and. Uh, they actually had booties on the dogs. Right, exactly. Like, and she's like, are you kidding me? Like, that's when you're like, okay, exactly. you might need to go see a mental health professional. <laughs> right, that's too far. Now, Gunter has a rain jacket because he doesn't like the rain. Which, yeah. I'm not willing to do that. Yeah, that's, yeah, I mean. Right. See, and like, I think there's given, but I think when people 
treat their dogs like parents and they're bad at parenting that's when it becomes a problem because it's not a kid they're not going to grow out of it yeah if if you have a dog that you can't stop from peeing on the carpet yeah it's not going to get better with age necessarily (laughs) you you have to be there and you have to be consistent and it's it's honestly it's like tedious to train a dog like every time uh like a go-kart or or not go-kart uh a golf cart goes by um I guess probably a go-kart too. Uh, a golf cart goes by the house or something like that. He barks. And every time I have to be very consistent and tell him not to. Yeah. And that's really like, it's a long process and yeah. you know, I work, so it's, not, I can't be there all the time. He's probably barking when I'm not home. Yeah. And I can't imagine bringing him onto a plane. Yeah. You know, he's not ready. Exactly. And I think that well, then people just like, aren't a good judge of that. <laughs> we took three kids on a plane yeah, to Arizona. Sometimes kids aren't ready. And oh my goodness, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, it was. And I have nothing, nothing but sympathy yeah. for parents who are outnumbered, especially. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, it's, I mean, imagine you're, you're dealing with kids and, like, the change in elevation and the, what yeah. it does to your ears oh, and everything. And it's like, kids are like, what's going on in my ears? You know, uh, right. You can't really, it's hard to sue the dog. Right. <laughs> like dog, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and it's like, you know, gotta go to the bathroom. They want to smell. So like Gunter wants to be in everybody's business and yeah. everybody doesn't want that. Yeah. So, you know, maybe they have, pet friendly planes now you know maybe there's an airline that starts that's pet friendly and you bring your pet and they have a little dog house right you might have to pay a little more but guess what that's that's what happens when you want to be accommodated to a certain extent and if it's me i want to pay more to ensure that my dog has a comfortable and safe travel most likely because if they do that like a pet airline you're gonna have better leg room it's almost gonna be like first class kind of Right, but on a whole plane, and I'd be super into that. So, yeah. and and honestly, the if you're well, that's why I, prefer, I prefer to drive anyway. That's so. what I was gonna say. If you're traveling with pets, <laughs> driving is the way to go. Yeah. they you stop and you let them out, and you yeah. can give them treats. And you know, some dogs aren't good in the car. Gunter wasn't when we first got him. Now he's better. Yeah, and and they have a. Uh, 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 harnesses that hook into your seatbelts yeah. so that the, you know, if you have to stop or something, the dog isn't going flying. And that's my biggest pet peeve. Like, sorry, going, no, go ahead. Is, is driving down the road and there's somebody and they got this little lap dog on their, like, oh, as they're man. stealing. It's like, right. Okay. Yeah. So all they have to do is step on the wheel and chug it over. You're in my lane. Right. <laughs> exactly. Or, uh, if that airbag does go off, oh, I mean, poof. yeah, you're going to get that dog in your face. Yeah. You're going to eat Either it. of you are going to be happy. Yeah. So uh-huh. I, I think that people get, you know, it, yes, pets are a part of your family if yeah. that's how you're feeling. But my dog Thunder was the best dog ever. Oh yeah, and 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 I got him when I was five. Got her. She's a her. <laughs> but I got her when I was five, and she was part corgi, part something else. But she was the best dog ever. Right. And and but we still didn't like go. Hey, come in the house. She was an outside dog. Mm. Um and she was the best dog ever and those like dogs are awesome right. um, pets are awesome i had rabbits yeah. goats um oh i want the a goat. goats the goats with they were pygmy goats my, uh, and those things like no matter how <laughs> tall the fence was they would find a way out um <laughs> those but they are crazy they typically for the most part would stay in the yard mm. and uh yeah but um but yeah so pets are pets are great but i think there's you get to a point where you treat them like a kid yeah, and, and it's like, Oh, like, no. So like you have to help your dog learn right. and dogs are smart, but 
they're not as smart as a kid. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not. And, and that's the, I think what people, you can trick yourself yeah. because dogs are really good at remembering patterns. You yeah. know, they know, that, Oh, you wake up at this time and then you feed me. It's a forever three-year-old. Right. Like, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, you know, yeah. Am I, am I stoked? They're putting regulations on, you know, 80 pound, basically perma three-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. am a little bit because exactly. I, I can see their side of it. Exactly. Oh, you okay there? Yeah. Okay. Um, sorry, I just uh, no. put my whole, well, two of my fingers in my mouth because my hand won't fit in my mouth. Um, <laughs> it's a problem. We'll talk about it next episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, but, well, I think it was a good show today. Yeah, it was uh, a really good show. Thank you again, uh, Chris Neal. Yeah. Um, he just texted us, said he had a good time. Yeah. And He's uh, such a sweet guy. Yeah, yeah. So He's really nice. So we appreciate that. And tune in Monday. Yeah, for Monday. our next episode, episode eleven. <laughs> I can't episode believe 11. it. I can't believe so, it. So, and hey, Tenet. if you're listening to us, yeah, pass it on. Pass it right? on. Uh, share trips it. are better done with people. Yeah. And listening to podcasts is better done with yeah. at least maybe not you're listening with the person, but you get to go. Hey, do you listen to the most recent episode? Exactly. You guys get to talk about it. Yeah, you and hear we want to hear your yeah. questions. If you got questions, if, concerns, if comments, you have, if you're like, you guys anything. should interview this person. Send it, send it on over and we'll yeah. contact him see if we can get him on the show absolutely but uh, until next time peace be the journey peace be the journey I like that yeah con tripping my wagoneer and I con tripping reading the road signs gone tripping one playlist at a time gone tripping odometers ticking my mountain dew and a red ball sipping I'm a road boy Cause I, I, I am gone tripping